Welcome aboard with Fish Out of Water, your beacon in the foggy, uncharted ocean of post-COVID health struggles. We've suffered ourselves and spent a fortune seeking answers, but we are finally finding those answers and healing. Now, we're sharing them. Together, we'll chart a course to recovery. Hello, everyone. We are uh, live here on Fish Out of Water podcast. My name is Tim Hussero. And I am Rick Reed. Good morning. I am the CEO of uh, Fish Out of Water, a non-for-profit um, that helps individuals that are suffering from long COVID or vaccine injury. I'm the president of Fish Out of Water. Uh, we're, as Tim says, we're a 501c3 cor- nonprofit corporation. And uh, we're here today to uh, spread some love and hope. So Tim, tell these wonderful people how this all got started. Okay. So it long story, I'll try to get through it pretty quick. Let me get my notes. Um, so I developed, um, COVID December 5th, 2020. And just to give you a little background before 2020, um, I was a uh, endurance athlete. I worked out six, seven days a week, completed 75 hard multiple times. Um, ran on little sleep and just could do anything I wanted um, until I got COVID. Um, first two or three days was, was actually kind of fun cause it didn't have smell or taste. And my kids would come in and give me shots of hot sauce or vinegar. And we, we'd take those and, um, I couldn't taste a thing and they thought it was hilarious. Um, day four and day five got pretty serious. Um, I tried to get out of bed and just walking to my counter, you know, 40 feet away from my bed, I'd collapse and, and, and start suffocating. And it's just something I've never felt. I felt like my soul was, was leaving my body. Just, just the weirdest feeling of death that, that came across me. And so I went and I went and laid in bed and, uh, my wife kept saying, you got to get up, got to get up. I'm like, man, every time I get up, I collapse until I woke up with my computer in, in my face and it's the doc, my doctor. And she's like, you got to get up. And I'm like, I, I can't get out of bed. And she's like, if, if you don't get up, you know, we're going to have to take you to the hospital. And I'm like, doc, I'm just going to die here. Cause I'm not going to the yeah. hospital. Um, and so I passed out and I woke up and my wife comes in the room and she's like, uh, the doctor called you in methylprednisone steroids. And, uh, so she, she hands them to me and I open the box and I read the directions and it says take two in the morning, two in the afternoon and two at night. And, uh, it's one thirty in the afternoon. I'm like, I'm kind of in the middle of the day. So I took all six at once. Great idea. Yeah. I yeah, probably not don't recommend it to anyone, but anyway, so I lay back in this zero gravity chair and I remember I ate something and I passed out and I woke up to like those electrical chargers hitting your chest. Ooh. It just boom. It just jumps me out of my chair. And before this, I can't walk, but a couple of feet without passing out, just hitting the ground. Yeah. After that shock, I went straight to my basement, put on my headphones, turned on eye of the tiger Rocky. And started running from wall to wall. Now we have a 2,100 square foot home. So that was a, a, long, a long distance for me. Yeah. And about 15 minutes into it, my wife came down to check me out. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die like a man. So I ran for 30 minutes. Um, Again, we don't recommend that. No. 
Okay. So, yeah. so we do not recommend that. No, no, no. And, and we'll get into some tips and advice, but, but I, point is I started recovering, um, after the methadone steroids. Okay. And, and that brought me, um, into what I typically do this time of year is, is 75 hard. And so I started a 75 hard and, and went to, um, I was working out with a buddy at the gym and it was February 19th. Um, I'm talking to my buddy and all of a sudden it just, my knees buckled at the gym, not doing any exercise. And I, and I developed shakes. Um, I was shaky. Okay. I was nervous. Um, and I don't get nervous. Um, and I, and I basically just was very lethargic and, and so I'm like, man, maybe I got the flu. Sure. So, um, I quit 75 hard two days later cause I couldn't get out of bed. Good reason. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty intense. And this is the very beginning. No one knew yeah. what, what long COVID was. And then, uh, a week after that, I, I took my, my daughter, um, on a hike and we get to the top of the mountain and I have zero oxygen. I, I know I'm going to die mm. on top of this and it's not very tall. I mean, it is, but not to someone that's an endurance junkie. Sure. Um, and, and I tried to get down as fast as possible. And, and I tried to just block it out when I got down from the mountain, like just, just, I don't know what that was. It was terrifying, but, uh, let, let, let's move past it. So I start going to doctors after that. Something's, something's not wrong. I'm not breathing, um, brain fog, I'm dizzy all the time. I just don't know what's going on. And I went to my primary, uh, care doctors and there's three different doctors in there and each one set me up, um, on a plan to take care of my depression. Yeah. And I told each one, I'm, I'm not depressed. I'm, I'm crazy. I know this for a fact, but depression is not something, um, that, that is going on here. This is something else. And, and that went on for you know, a couple months until I ran into an endocrinologist to test my blood. I'm like, let's go test the blood. And he goes, your blood's fine. Um, you have long COVID. And that's the first time I heard okay. of, of long COVID was from an so, endocrinologist. So how many months are you in by this time? Um, I, it was the end of February, beginning of March. Okay. When, when I, when we, we actually had a name for what it was. Sure. Um, and then from, February until April 18th. April 18th is when I went to the hospital for the third time because the headaches, because lack of oxygen, and we'll get into this later, spike protein was so high in my brain. I felt like someone was twisting a knife in my forehead. Wow. It, it was the most severe pain morning, night. I mean, just never stopped. So we, we, we go to Barnes, um, on April 18th, 2021. And we get into the emergency room after a glorious, fun six hour <laughs> wait. Yeah. Um, anyway, we get in there and, and they're like, I'm like, I got these headaches, doc. And she's like, all right, I'm going to give you an IV. It's going to take care of these headaches. She doesn't tell me what's in the IV. Sure. Um, I found out later that it was ketamine. Um, and when it got started, it started hitting my system. I reached out and I grabbed the doc's arm and I go, I'm, effing dying right now i'm dying uh, she looks me in the face and walks out of the room and i later found out and, and people can correct me if i'm wrong it's called like the k-hole when you do ketamine and i yeah, don't know. I, mean, I don't yeah. i don't know exactly what that is sure um i never explored it anymore um but 
went home. We got home from the hospital about 3 a.m. And we had a, we do a lot of fundraisers uh, for our town. We had a fundraiser the next day and I didn't sleep at all. And I remember just watching videos of, of people at this event and thinking, wishing I could be there. But I just, I, that experience of that ketamine hitting my system w- with everything going on, I just felt like I was laying there dying on the couch, like severely dying. And it was so bad that I didn't, I could not sleep. I know this sounds insane. I couldn't sleep for 21 days. I remember that. They, um, we went to multiple doctors and they started throwing every medication at me. Um, they could to try to knock me out. And, and I, and I bit on the first two. Um, but what would happen is when you take these medications and, and you, you doze off, I'd wake right back up and I'd be drugged. Wow. And, and we found out later because, because of lack of oxygen, you got to have so much oxygen going to your brain sure. to get you to sleep. And but we didn't know that. So I'm being drugged. And, and during those 21 days, um, one time I just completely snapped and, uh, just, I remember sitting on the edge of my bed. I have a suicide hotline number mm. on, on my nightstand. Um, cause I just, I'm not, there, nothing makes sense after two or three days. No, you get to two weeks. Everything is bizarre. And I snapped on two weeks and uh, went to the bathroom. And I remember thinking that nothing made sense and I couldn't grasp reality. And I just started screaming hysterically. And my, my little 5 2 wife oh. smacks me in the face and she's like, Get your shit. God lover. Get your shit together. And it did, it snapped me out of it. Yeah. Um, but that continued. Uh, the non sleeping continued for another week. So here I am, 20, 21 days. And, um, I remember laying on my floor and my wife's sleeping, I'm laying in there and I'm trying, I'm grasping at straws and that's what this podcast is about. So I'm trying to teach people how to get over stuff. I'm, so I'm trying to read positive material and I'm reading, uh, a David Goggins book and, and just trying to grab on straws for some hope. And I remember shutting it and thinking, it doesn't matter no more. I'm going to go kill myself. And so I, um, I got up and, uh, I said, well, I can't do it at the house. I I really don't, don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have the energy to leave the house. So I'm like, I'm going to go to the basement. Maybe I can do it down here. I mean, just remember having these thoughts. Maybe I can do it down here and it won't be so bad on the kids to find me because I didn't. Suicide is, is, is not killing yourself. It's killing everyone you left behind. Absolutely. I but in that three weeks of not sleeping, nothing makes sense. So I go to the basement and I put headphones on and, uh, just, just trying to zone out. And my, my wife calls my mom and my mom lives three hours away, two and a half. And she shows up and I walk up the stairs right before my mom got there and my four-year-old, she, uh, she came and gave me a hug. And, uh, I just, I knew I could, I knew I could make it another day. With her arms, man, she just, she just wrapped around. I knew, I knew I had it. So. Sorry. All right, brother. So my mom shows up, she goes into mom mode and my wife did a great job managing 
everything she could. I mean, she, the best she could. I, I couldn't have done what she did. And my, my mom shows up and she's like, okay, let's figure out how to get you comfortable. So she, she goes down to the basement and she gets my favorite recliner. And I sit in my favorite recliner and she turns on some real estate show. And we're watching like island hopping. And she's like, let's just get you relaxed. And uh, maybe, you'll, maybe you'll get some sleep. Maybe not. I don't know. And uh, so I sit in this recliner. My feet go up. About 10 minutes, I'm blacked out. I'm out. Wow. And this is after you haven't slept. 21 days. Yes. Yeah, this is my yep. first sleep. Yeah. And so I look over at my mom and she's just smiling from ear to ear. And uh, she's like, you slept. And I started screaming. You slept. Like it was, it was aha. Absolutely. And, and that's when we found out that we didn't know at this point that I had an autoimmune disease called POTS, which is a blood circulation. That's why I wasn't exactly breathing or getting blood to the brain to sleep. But we found out when I elevated my feet, I fall asleep. So that's the tool that we started using moving forward. And I don't know if that can help anyone else out that's going sure. through long COVID or vaccine injury, but um, a lot of this has to do with blood flow. So if you can get your blood flow, it, it, it will knock you out. So, um, so made it through the 21 days of, of not sleeping. Um, at this time I'm reaching out on Facebook and saying, Hey, you know, something's wrong. Anybody else going through this? Um, I'm, I'm not trying to get attention. You know, I, I read the post yesterday. It really took me back, but, uh, I need help. I, I don't know what I'm doing. And I, and I don't remember, and I apologize if you're listening to this podcast, I don't remember who started the GoFundMe because it was a very hard time for me, but somebody started a GoFundMe in my town. Yeah. Um, and, and, and again, I don't remember the total, but I think they came up with like 13 or $14,000. It, it was a good chunk. Yeah. A small town. Yeah. For a small town. Well, in the cool part beyond that was, um, a lot of the businesses starting writing, writing my names, um, on the windows in Elgave, um, did a whole night for me. And I just remember crying every time I'd see someone saying, Hey, Tim, and they, they raised uh, 13 or $14,000 all, all in order to get me to go to Mayo. So yes, I remember Rochester, uh, Minnesota Mayo says I had a phone conversation with them. And again, when you're this sick, you're grasping at straws. Hey, Absolutely. who, who can help me? I'm calling everyone, blah, blah, blah. And, and again, from the outside, it looked normal. Yeah. A lot of my friends were, were, were preaching to, to second to, guessing what you you're were, depressed. Yeah. You're going yeah. through this. Doctors are saying you're depressed. Everyone yeah. has the D word going through, through the circles. But so I'm like, I'm going to find this. Like, so I called Mayo in the docs. Like we have a program for loan haulers. You need to come up here. And I'm like, sweet. Take my insurance. Bad news. We don't take your insurance. Yep. So we took all the funds, um, that the town raised and, and my wife drove me up to, to, to Minnesota. Um, and not to get too far into that story, but when you're suffocating, sitting down with pots is almost an impossible task mm -hmm. because you don't get oxygen to sure. your lungs and to your brain. So I had to roll with the window down all the way to Minnesota just to, just to get air. Um, and we go through five days of testing up there and I have to wear a mask which um, we'll get into that at a later topic. I don't believe in mask whatsoever. But so I have to wear a mask in, and as I put a mask on and I'm walking down the hallways, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting the wall, I'm blacking out. My wife has to grab me and 
and hold my arm and walk me to each appointment. And eventually, um, it got so bad where they put me in a wheelchair and started rolling me around because so I wouldn't black out. Wow. Well, I go through all this testing and, uh, I met the doctor and, uh, the MD up there and he was like a used car salesman. I knew we didn't care for this person. But another reason why we're doing this charity because we're looking for good doctors. But this guy was like a used car salesman. He looked me, he looked me right in the face and he said, uh, this is day three. I still have two more tests to come back. Right. And he goes, I can figure this all out for you, Tim, right now. Well, I said, that's great. Let's go. I'm dying. Let's, let's, let's knock this out real mm-hmm. quick. He said, uh, he drew a picture of my brain in the prefrontal cortex. And as soon as he said prefrontal cortex, I said, you're going to tell me I'm depressed, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I've heard this multiple times. So you can stop right there. He goes, Tim, stress does some amazing things. And I said, doc, I thought this was a long COVID. He goes, yeah, but there's nothing wrong with you. Your heart's perfect. Wow. Your lungs are perfect. Every test has come back perfect. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. This is all in your head. And I left there so depressed. Um, I remember my wife driving around and, and she was probably talking. I didn't hear anything. I just looked out the window like, I didn't know depression could be this bad. I started believing it when Mayo told me. For, for, well, for, for a small. Yeah, who's not going to believe it, right? Yeah. You, you're told how many times you're depressed. Eventually, the fact that they're telling you you're depressed, you might end up being depressed. Yeah. Right? That will happen. That will happen when enough people, if you start to believe it. This is, yeah. this is where it started to, to get yeah. a little belief in there. Well, he, uh, he, we had a meeting, um, or he called me. I don't remember how the events went down. And he's like, listen, um, just as I suspected, you're suffocating. And I said, that's how the conversation, I said, doc, that's not actually what you said. I don't remember. What yeah. said. Anyway, he says, your VO2 max is 30. Uh, to put this in perspective, um, Lance Armstrong, his VO2 max is like 75. He says, if you're an endurance athlete, you should be 45, 50. And VO2 max is your ability to get rid of carbon dioxide. Right. So you can suck in oxygen. They put the little mm-hmm. thing on your finger and it showed 96, 97. So I was taking in oxygen. I just yeah. wasn't getting rid of carbon dioxide. I wasn't getting rid of the bad air that I needed. And so now, now we have a plan of attack. Yes. Now we know what's going on, right? Yeah. And so they sent me home with uh, breathable steroids. And I'm like, sweet, breathable steroids. They said, stay on it for six months. Um, it was 10 days on that um, when we got home. Um, and we went up to Mayo a second time for some more testing. My mom took me up there, but um, no, no answers from that one. But they put me on the steroid. 10 days on it, I take... Uh, take my daughters to the, to the swimming pool to swim Mm -hmm. and, uh, I get in the deep end and I start talking to some of the, some of the, the, the neighbors and my lungs just completely locked up and I'm like, Oh shit. So I jump out of the pool. I sit on one of the chairs. I'm like, okay, just catch your breath, calm down, calm down in it. And there was no oxygen. And at this point, Mm -hmm. everyone sees it in my face that I'm suffocating and and they, and they take me home and I get home and I'm, I'm laying on the floor. And it, I remember it cost me $1,200 for that MD at Mayo to agree to a phone call, yeah. a Zoom call. Yeah. I'm like, doc, I'm dying. I, yeah, I, I got this. I'm laying on the floor. I got my feet up because it's the only way I can breathe. I now have compression socks on because I know compression yep. helps push that stuff up. And I said, uh, I said, man, I'm, I'm dying. You got to help me. He's like, there's nothing I can do for you. You need to stay on that steroid for 
six months. I said, doc, it's been 10 days. I'm getting worse. He goes, well, there's nothing else I'm going to do for you, Tim. And I remember closing the computer, crying and thinking, how the freak am I going to get out of this? And on the way to Mayo, by the grace of God, I seen this video of this boxer that had long COVID. She was using hyperbaric oxygen chamber therapy. Yep. And so I started researching places that did it. And I came across the, the, a place in Chesterfield called Restore. And I, and I remember I called multiple places um, and they said, yeah, come on in. And they, they were just the nicest people. I mean, they, they literally gave me my hope to, to getting back on track. And I go in there and I did my first session and I started feeling better. Then I started IVs. Um, I ended up doing 33 sessions of mild hyperbaric uh, oxygen therapy at 1.3 ATA for, for any of the science geeks at home that like this stuff. <laughs> um, but uh, so, so I'm like, man, if, if this is working so well, why don't I get one of these at home? So September 16th, you know, so. June, I started hyperbaric and September, um, I bought one of these things and I, and I had it at home and, um, I did a hundred sessions straight thinking more is better always, right? Should, it should be, you would think it's, yeah. um, it's not, uh, I, I didn't realize at the time, but I became dependent on oxygen from the hyperbaric. And so I started collapsing again mm. through the winter. And this is something that I want to point out to to people at this point that, uh, long COVID is a vascular disease. It's caused by spike protein. We'll get into that later. Um, it travels around your vascular system. And when the temperatures get cold, your vascular system tightens up with that spike protein, the ball with little things sticking out of it, traveling around your vascular system. It's, it's, it's going to cause some issues. It causes inflammation, um, which then slows the amount of oxygen you get. So in the winter times I would suffer way worse. And again, we'll get into that, but, um, yeah, I did the hyperbaric from sep September to January. Um, nothing. I mean, no help tired of telling people that I'm hurting and suffering from this stuff at this point, but still moving forward because, um, I couldn't let my daughters see this, you know, I mean, I would, I've told the story many times, many people, but I would literally go into the other room and I would, I would collapse and I never let my daughter see it one time. Actually, once they seen it, we'll get to that story, but, um, I'd go in the other room and I'd have to lay belly down face to the side and just gasp for air like a fish out of water. And that's where fish out of water came from. Um, in one of the times I was doing it, I felt my soul leaving my, like literally leaving my body. I blacked out a couple of times, never felt my soul leaving my body. I'm like, this is it. And grabbing onto my soul, I'm like, God, if you, you can not let me die. I hope every single person I can suffering from this because I've not gotten any straightforward answers from anyone. I feel like I can be a beacon of hope for people and do this if you, if you, if you don't let me die. Yeah. And so that's, that's the birth idea of, of where fish out of water came from. It got birthed out of, um, what I was going through. So, you know, September to January, nothing. 
and then we we jumped into um 2022 and again i'm i'm going through all these doctors and i came across uh, a doctor i'm not going to name her name um she was at the convention we were at i'll tell you off the air because i don't want to shame anyone but she put me on um something called provostatin and uh it provostatin lowers your cholesterol but it opens up your your blood vessels so i started taking and i'm like man this thing is a miracle like i'm starting to actually get oxygen through my yep. nose it was it was really bizarre um and so it was I was on that for two or three weeks and we got the opportunity because of my obsessiveness of not stopping to go to naples i was reading tony robinson's book um at the time um about exosomes and peptides that was my introduction sure. was his book in naples offered exosomes and i called and they said they help all kinds of people yeah with long covid so we we take an 18 hour trip in a in a vehicle again not a good idea when you're suffocating and have pots and can't breathe um when we finally arrived i collapsed like we walked into the hotel room and i just collapsed and i thought i was dying mm -hmm. like it was so bad so little of oxygen and I'm just, again, just wait till tomorrow. You're going to get exosomes. It's all going to be gone. And got the exosomes. Didn't sleep at all that night. Just sat there and suffered all night. And got the exosomes the next day. I remember um, Summer and Maya were waiting out in the waiting room for me. So it was just like, okay, I got this for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and got them. And, and man, they did nothing. I mean, just scratched the surface of of what was going on and so we drive back and uh um i'm working with uh i'm working with two doctors one that's giving me provostatin and then a holistic doctor if you will mm -hmm. and on the way back she's 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 telling me some things it's just hit me the wrong way and i'm like yeah i gotta wait till i get back from this trip so we get back uh i remember you and i went and out and walked a piece of property mm -hmm. at this time and we get to the bottom of this hill and i, I didn't say i remember i didn't say I it but i'm like i'm i'm gonna die and, and just when your oxygen leaves you it's very terrifying and i i just can't but i you know we've known each other for a long time we have we we, we we've we've been close friends since shortly after this but at the time i didn't know you well enough to be like Think i'm gonna die and plus i'm not gonna let you carry my big butt up that hill so i'm sure i could have drug you half i yeah it, at least so we we go we go home uh i go home from that my wife is uh, uh, at a sensi convention yep in saint charles so it's me and my four daughters were at home and i'm like hey let's throw out a board game play for and I, now i'm hurting i'm trying to take my mind off hurting and my children do that very very well um and so I throw a board game up on the counter and they're all circled around and I go over to get a drink of water out of the fridge. And I, I remember hitting the, the water thing with my cup. And at that moment, my legs completely buckled underneath me. I hit the counter and before I could hit the floor, you know, I'm a big guy. I grabbed the counter just so it didn't look like, you know, yeah. I was, I passed out to my children. I, I was always worried about them seeing it. And, um, I, I remember looking at, at the one, uh, Caitlin who came running over to me 
and I tried to say, take me to the hospital. Yeah. But it was like, um, it was like, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and, uh, Wolf of Wall Street when he's on one of those things where just nothing mm-hmm. comes out. And I just said, huh, 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 huh. That's what I was trying to say. Take me to the hospital. Sure. I could not get it out. So I, I get myself over to the couch and I, and all I can do is put my head down. It's almost like, and I don't know what a stroke is. I related to having a mini stroke. My, my body quit. My words wouldn't work. My brain shut down. And I'm just sitting on the couch, hysterically crying, trying to tell them to take me to the hospital. And it, it took 10 or 15 minutes for them to understand what I was saying. Sure. And so, um, my oldest Caitlin takes me to the hospital and I can't even look up. It's just so severe pain in my brain, um, that I have to look down and I get there. Um, and they, and they, they come in, they take me to the hospital. My wife shows up from her event and we walk in and the doctor comes in and and she's like, I know what long COVID is and we're going to take care of you. And it was like, finally, I heard it from a hospital. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. And, uh, so they, they do a bunch of testing MRIs and CAT scans and all that's not MRIs, but a bunch of CAT scans and stuff. And, um, uh, so the doctor, I come back to the room, the doctor's gone, it's shift change. There's a new doctor there. This gentleman comes in. I remember just looking at his watch and he does a little jangle on it. And he's like, uh, you realize there's no such thing as long COVID. All this is in your head and all the shit that's in your chart, it's not real. You just, you just need to get over this stuff. And I paused. I don't have any strength at this point. I don't have any anger in me at this point. I said, can you sign my paper so I can leave and get out of here? That'd be great. Yeah. And, but it was just, that's what's so relatable to everyone going through this. Absolutely. One doctor on one part of this shift said, Hey, this is real. We can help you. Yeah. A ship change. And this guy says, no, th- none of this exists. This isn't real. This is all in your head. Yeah. It- and to, to, to not interrupt, but you know, God love doctors, right? I mean, God we, love them. We're, we're not trying to say that yeah. they, you know, they're bad or they're trying to do the wrong thing. It's just when you don't have the information, mm-hmm. right. And you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Well, how do you treat? Right. Right. So. Well, in, in, in for doctors sake, some doctors and for people, we're all the same, right? Some people choose to believe certain information and some don't. What is happening is not taught in the medical school right now. Correct. So they don't know these doctors that want to help have to think outside the box and go against the norm. Yeah. So God love them. Absolutely. And and nothing against the ones that don't because that's the way they're taught. But when someone is in such a severe situation, it's just have some heart passion for, for, for everyone. Correct. You know what I mean? Doctors, people, um, everything included. So, um, that was a lot so far. So you come out of the hospital. Yep. I'm out of the hospital. We did, uh, so from, from, from March, I'm out of the hospital. I. When I stopped Provostatin, from my veins being um, opened open to, to closing to coming off that Provostatin, it was fourteen of the hardest days of of this whole thing. 
because when your veins are opened and then they start squeezing again, um, I felt, and I journaled it, I felt like I was 450 pounds. I could barely, could barely walk. Wow. Um, and, and me being in this, in this, uh, tight quarters of, of my body, if you will, I said, uh, well, I can't exercise. I can't walk. I, there's no way I can ride a bike. And so just laying there and suffering, I'm like, I need to get to a pool. And so I, I, I signed up for the Y. Um, and it took me 14 days of showing up there every day. And every day I would, I couldn't swim at first. So I just walked the laps and moved my body. Um, and eventually I started being able to swim and I'd swim down and get to the edge and, and I'd start crying because I was having panic attacks because when you can't breathe and you're in water, in water yeah. it's pretty scary. <laughs> um, but it started to get a little bit easier after the 14th day where I just really got stronger, if you will. Like some people say, it doesn't get easier, you get tougher. It, yeah. it was one or the other, but the blood started flowing um, a little bit better. But here i'm a year and a half into it at this point yeah i at this point i've probably spent and i don't have this in my notes but i probably spent a hundred no, not a hundred seventy seventy five thousand dollars with different doctors trying different sure. things and there's no hope right there's there's no way out i and and to me long covid the way that i felt is not, not only was i suffocating not only did i have brain fog and i was dizzy but like the worst flu you've ever felt, that's what I had for a year and a half so far at this point. <laughs> like the ones that people don't get out of bed and they're just yeah. shivering. Yeah. I, I sweats. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not. And, and, and on top of all of that, I could only eat meat and veggies. So if I ate carbs, sugar, or ingested caffeine, my lungs would shut down. So I have all this going on on a year and a half with no guiding light out of this, right? No, no way forward. And the only reason I'm still hanging in the game is because I have four daughters to raise. Absolutely. I'll be damned if somebody raises my kids. Yep. And I love my wife. I've told her from the beginning, she's my soulmate and I'm not going to leave her. But I lost hope. I, I lost hope. Easy to do. In, in May of 2022, just, just going through all this and I'm, like I'm literally telling friends, I'm telling clients, I'm like, death is coming for me within a week or two. I felt it coming. I felt my body dying. Like I was at the end. I'm not going to kill myself. That, that only happened during the 21 days. I felt like I was going to die and death was there. It was, it was grabbing me. And my wife on Mother's Day gets COVID and... We freaked out a little bit. So we lock her in a room for a week and, you know, I took care of the kids and it, it gave me purpose and something to set my mind on. Cause yeah. I'm not working much at this time. I'm not really doing anything. My wife's taking care of everything, kids, the business, yeah. uh, everything, but it, it felt good to do something. Absolutely. So I'm taking care of the kids and I think it was day five or six. I felt better than I've ever felt. I'm like, huh? I bet I got COVID and I don't know why I correlated feeling good with having COVID for the second time, but I did. So I went and took a test and boom, I had COVID and it was the best day that I've had in a year and a half. Having, and I, and I still don't know why I'm, I'm sure a doctor will tell me why getting COVID the second time helped my long COVID out, 
Um, but this time I was more, more proactive. Um, I've read every medical journal there is out there. So I kind of knew what steps to take sure. moving forward. And I knew I needed monoclonal antibodies. So I called her, I called to my doctor who I just fired because she tried to vaccinate me. Um, and had I gotten vaccinated, I found out from a doctor later, I would have died from pulmonary edema because of the amount of spike protein I had in my system. Yep. Vaccines add three times more spike protein. It would have, it would have suffocated and killed me. But anyway, so I called my doctor who I fired because of this reason and said, can you get me monoclonal antibodies? And she's like, I don't think that's what you need. You need this Pfizer product. I said, if you don't get me the monoclonal antibodies, my family's not coming to you anymore. I didn't, I don't know. I had to have something. Sure. So anyway, she, she got me in to get monoclonal antibodies, get in there. They inject them in me. There's a funny story that goes with that too. I'm not going to get too far in it. Um, come home. Remember going to, to the grocery store to grab something before I come home. I said, I'm gonna go home and relax. Um, got them at one in the afternoon at seven o'clock at night. There was a war happening in my brain. The monoclonal antibodies were fighting whatever demon spike protein sure. was up there. And it literally paralyzed me. I laid on the floor and I looked up at the TV and I'm like, man, if, if I hadn't gone through all that stuff that I've been through for the past year and a half, I would think I'm dying or I need to go to the hospital and this is death. But it was just a, just a normal Tuesday for me. Yeah. <laughs> just, just uh, middle of the week here. Yeah. Just, just right there. So it, it, I fell asleep, woke up the next day and then, you know, I started feeling a little bit better. Um, it took away some of the suck. It didn't take away all my symptoms, but it gave me some hope. So it was just, it was just a stepping stone. Hey, yep. you feel a little bit better. Um, to, to, to keep, to keep going. Um, and at this point it's starting to get warm. And like I said, with the warm air, your yeah. vascular system opens up and I'm like, okay, we're, we're good. So I dropped the I'm dying thing really felt that go away after the monoclonal antibodies. I, I really still feel like I was pretty close to it uh at that point so you go summer to, to thanksgiving um i know i'm not dying right yeah. but this is when i found out that i had uh, mast cell activation syndrome um which from my understanding mast cell is whenever you do something in your body your body creates some histamine in it and it can shut shut your body down right yeah. yep so Anything more than, uh, walking. Um, and, and, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm still swimming. I started lifting light weights, but there was this invisible wall there where if I'd lift too much, boom, I'd get hit with this histamine. Um, and I'd be down for a day or two, or it would knock my sleep out completely. No matter how far my legs were, if I hung up upside down, it didn't matter. I would, <laughs> I, I wasn't sleeping at this point. So that's, uh, that's when I realized that that was another demon that I had to deal with. Um, and so that went, that went in, in, in through the winter. Um, but October of 2022, we went on a camping trip. Um, and my daughter Haley, she's like, I'm sick. I don't feel good. And we thought it was a normal flu, yeah. like, like it all is that time, of, that type of year. And it just, it never went away and it's starting to last for a week, two weeks three weeks she's starting to drop and suffocate it's 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 watching myself yep in my child hit the floor and at first my wife didn't want to believe it was long covid there had to be another explanation so we went through the gauntlet 
we've did every test known to man on on that poor girl um and when it came back uh, we finally had talked to a doctor she's like it could be long covid i'm like and then my wife looks at me this is the winter time i'm talking i'm i'm in these groups there's hundreds of thousands of people that are suffering in these groups and i'm talking to them and i keep getting this reoccurring you need to just tell yourself you're healing the brain will accept it and so i'm a week or two into this i'm healing beautiful mantra stuff yeah life's beautiful i haven't really been dying for a year and a half trying to convince myself of this yep. right really difficult to do and my wife walks out of my daughter's room and goes you need to fix this because I, again i've read every single literature sure yeah, you there is printed out there a little history on it now yeah yeah i, I almost have a phd I, pr I should probably go take the test um definitely got the p you yeah. about the h of the <laughs> t but yes we'll add those later we'll get it yeah and and she says it out of a loving way because i i she knew sure she i did. knew what i was talking about Absolutely. not like hey drop it on you and so for me I'm i'm into this beautiful healing phase and it just was like i just got put back in war yep. and i have to i'm going back to back war in the fight and i'm saving my daughter's life it has nothing to do about me no more if i die i die i'm going back into this hell to figure this out to save my daughter and we it's a very difficult when your daughter's 12 the medical system The medical system will treat them, but for depression, not treat them for long COVID, right? So we hit a wall there. No different than the way they were trying to treat you. A hundred percent. So you have to figure out, and, and with my wife, don't try anything on her daughter that could hurt her. And rightfully so. Of course. I, I, I'm experimenting with things you were the at this point. I, I experimented with everything. Again, 75,000, 80,000 worth of stuff at this point. Yeah. Um, and so... We're getting into the non-for-profit work, you and I. We start talking uh, to different people. We get this going. And we'll hit this story. After my story, we'll get to the end of this. Um, but I was introduced to, to Dr. Jackson, um, who, is, who is my hero. Yeah, uh, He saved my life. We'll get to that point. But I was introduced to him. And uh, I started talking to him. And he's like, yeah, I'm doing this. Uh, I'm doing this speak on long COVID in Vegas, you know you guys should go you and rick should come I, i've never even met this guy i had to look him up like i i had no trust i i have no trust and faith in in any doctors at this point this doctor says come to vegas i i, I got a lot of good information you want to hear had i had my daughter not been sick i wouldn't have went because yeah. i would have just thought it was another doctor but since she's she's now dying yeah. I, I have to go to Vegas and, and absorb everything I can. And I remember uh, before you and I went, I developed a, a beautiful thing called pneumonia. Yes. And so here I am. I'm already suffocating. Let's, let's put some pneumonia in there. And now I'm breathing through a straw. But uh, And a slight fear of flying. Uh, you got me over that. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just got done back from a trip and I, I slept the whole time. So yeah thank you for that <laughs> i really 
Really? I'm, I'm just adding to the anxiety part, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, come no. on, you know, here's yeah. this, 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 and this. What else you got? Yeah. What else could it be? But again, yeah. nothing mattered. I, I'm saving my daughter from hell. You know, to, to, to go along with that story, you know, to, to go to Vegas, right? You know, I remember walking into that convention and we both looked at each other and said, okay, is, is that him? Yeah. It's no, that, no, that can't be it. No, no, that, <laughs> that's him, right? <laughs> And then we actually asked that young lady, we said, Hey, is Dr. Jackson here? And she said, Oh no, he's not here yet. I'm like, okay. Well, that's not him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah. sorry to I, side. No, you. you're, yeah, you're, I'm just no. trying to, you know, so we, we go completely on faith. Yeah. Right? I mean, just jump in a plane and here we are, Vegas. Couldn't, couldn't have said it better. It was faith. Oh yeah. Oh, our next convention was faith too. But, yeah. uh, so, so J Jackson talks in, in, um, he gives us a lot of good information. A lot. I mean, basically figured out how to cure long COVID. And I was like, man, this guy made a believer out of me. Hearing him talk, getting to know his heart, uh, just seeing how real he is. I didn't want anything from you. No. And that's, that, that's, no. what, that's what's bizarre on my you journey. Know, he, he does. He wants you. That's exactly what he says. That's all he wants. But, and, but, but from my perspective, yeah, a no, year and a half, asking for a year and a half, everyone's like, I just want you to get better. I hear it from this guy and I'm like, there's no way. And they, it was, but the difference was, is they want you to get better, but Hey, here, Hey, here. Correct. Right. Yeah. And then I want you to get better, but you're depressed. Yeah. Not one time in his, any of his lectures that we've sat and listened to, does he talk about depression? Yeah. For long COVID. And, and we're not saying that you might not have depression, but your depression is caused from the long COVID. Right? Correct. It's not depression caused the long COVID. No, it's, no. Yeah, no. hundred percent. The spike protein yeah. in the brain is what causes. And again, uh, we're not doctors, but I got a pee. So you need to work on your, I'll try to get the age. Okay. But with your experiences, right? We've, we've been in positions, we've been in spots that we've talked to these doctors mm -hmm. and, and what we're doing is we're just repeating what they're saying. So just so everybody's okay. yeah. again, we're not doctors, but, uh, Go ahead, Tim. Sorry. But we can play one on TV. Yes. Um, so he explains to me um, exosomes. Yep. Um, and exosomes um, are, are beautiful, life-giving things. They come from a, a, a girl's placenta. Um, a, a girl has a child between 18 and 24. Um, she can't be vaccinated. She can't have an STD. And she has to have a low BMI. And then they freeze these little beautiful life-saving things yep. in, in 80 to negative 80 degrees, right? Um, so we come back from, from Vegas. And as you can imagine, I think you reached out to me a couple of days. I collapsed and yep. couldn't really get off the couch for two or three days. Just our trip for you. Oh, it was, it was awful. But we brought back answers and there was the beacon of hope. Now I now have this torch of hope that I can save my daughter. Um, so after I cried on the couch for three days from, from suffocating, I get up. And at that point we met, uh, I met Dr. Flory, um, yes. and another wonderful man. Oh my God. So we're going back and forth and talking about spike protein detox. I'm like, man, this is, this is what I think. And then I just scratched the surface of talking about it. The man's brain is just like, like I said, I'm in the little leagues. Like I'm in like the first. He's in the major, major leagues. He's got the HD. Yeah. 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 He's got the HD. <laughs> and the P. That was good. Yeah. 
that was good. Um, so yeah, so, so I, so we get together and, um, I get on some supplements to start detoxing the spike protein. And then I travel, uh, three hours up to Kirksville, um, to meet Dr. Jackson. And again, I'm still suffocating very bad at this point, but I have to try this to see if it'll work for my daughter and, uh, get up there and, I ended up doing, so you get 75 billion of these beautiful things. And I took a third of them through a nebulizer and two thirds I took through just a little push in the arm and, uh, nothing, nothing crazy right away. Sure. Um, and I say right away, like within the first couple of minutes, I'm driving home and I remember calling you, mm -hmm. um, and talking to you and I, and I get, uh, uh, I get two hours away and I stop to get gas and I get out to pump gas and, and, and for the first time in two years, three months in eight days, I can take a full breath in every part of my lung without an elephant sitting on my chest. And I called my wife mm -hmm. immediately and started crying and said, it worked. Yep. I can breathe. And, and, it, I just, I don't know how to explain that moment. Like all the, all the crap, right? All the bad stuff and just pumping gas. Boom. It all, it all came back from, on. from, yeah. And it was that quick, yep. right? It was, it was two hours. My lungs were back and they came back so strong that two weeks later, a friend of mine, um, Dr. Max Orr's here in town. Um, he said, Hey, let's go get our VO2 max test. Now in Mayo, mine was 30. And so Max goes first, and I can't remember what his numbers uh uh were, but they said, get on. And and I'm thinking, I have mast cell activation syndrome, I'm suffocating, yeah. I have all these doubts yeah, here we go. in my head. And I looked at the guy and I said, I really hope I just make two minutes on this treadmill. And he goes, just do everything you can. He goes, there's no right or wrong. And so we start running. I start running. The elevation goes up and it goes up and it goes up and it goes up. And I'm, a, I'm running at a 10 elevation. Yeah. And the time goes up and the time goes up and the time goes up. And he's like, you're at 12 minutes. You're at 14 minutes. He goes, let's push you to 20. And I said, that's, that's probably where we need to stop. I, I haven't ran like this. Yeah. And so we stop and we get off and we look at the printout. And he looks me in the face and he goes, I don't know how to tell you this. And I'm thinking a low number. Yeah. He goes, <laughs> he goes, were you an endurance athlete? And I said, I was before I got sick. He goes, here's the model. It's, it goes green to yellow to red. Red means your body's getting ready to shut down. He goes, you never touched red. He goes, I pushed you as hard as I could possibly push you. You never touched red. You went from green to yellow back to green. Wow. He goes, so what I'm telling you is I can't measure your VO2 max because you broke my machine. And eyes just mouth wide open. Absolutely. Like exosomes. Yeah. Yep. Dr. Jackson. Yep. My God. It, it, it was, it was a godsend. Like yep. ha had, I, had my daughter not gotten sick, I would have not went to Jackson sure. to heal myself and then I started peptides the yep. same day I started the exosomes. Um, 
I'm not telling anyone to do this without medical advice. Absolutely not. I started uh, thymus and alpha one, which helps your body's immune system um, correct itself because the spike protein will have your body attacking itself. And then I started thymus and beta four, which helps the body repair itself. And I don't know what's special about gas pumps, but uh, 10 days after um, I started my peptides, before I went and got my VO2 max test, I'm, I'm, I, me and my wife are out in Union and I get out and I'm pumping gas. And I felt this amazing feeling come across my brain. And it, it was kind of like just like this hand waved my brain. And I felt all my long COVID symptoms just vanish in that moment. I remember you, you called me and told me about it. Yeah, it was crazy. I poke my head in the car and I'm like, I look at my wife. This is over two years now. Yeah. And I said, I'm not sick anymore. And she's like, okay. I'm like, yeah. no, yeah. something just happened and it's gone. And she's like, really? And, and, and I, I couldn't believe it. So, um, and it did, it, it's, it's, it, for the most part stayed away. Um, and then we, we decided to, uh, get, get my, uh, 12 year old exosomes right after that. Cause we, we seen that how well it was working for me and, uh, we got her the exosomes and it was within a week she was better. Yeah. I remember her going yeah. not too long after that their swim meet. Yeah. Yeah. So she, but, but that's it for, for her and I, or for anyone going through this it's an invisible disease like all diseases are invisible um no one we didn't have a, a correct course on how to attack this no one was helping us so to know if we're better is kind of trial and error right so i feel better is it going to come back yeah so that's where her and i lived and i had to stay positive for her scared out of my mind thinking it could come back um, but like just every day, just reassuring her that she's the strongest human being I have ever met. I mean, for a child to go through that yeah, and to, to keep the sense of humor she has and the love in her heart and, and, and fear, she, you know, she went, she went to select swimming shortly after that. And, and to have that, that sort of confidence yeah. just, just is amazing. So, um, I couldn't say enough amazing things about her will to go and, and with her, you know, we're going to have her on a podcast and, and we're really going to try to help because there's a lot of children there is, um, going through this and, and, and you're going to get misdiagnosed. You can get misdiagnosed. Let me correct what I'm saying. When you go to the doctors, um, she got misdiagnosed a lot and I wasn't taking the depression card for my child. Who's the happiest kid I've ever met in my life. Um, so we're going to have her on and, and we'll talk to her down the road about kids and, you know, long COVID and vaccine injuries. Um, but, uh, th that, that'd be another podcast. So I'm going to finish my story up. So I'm on, I'm on these two peptides, exosomes, uh, and I did the exosomes and I did a three month cycle of the peptides and there I am, um, doing an event, backyard Olympics. Uh, for the soccer association here in town and right in the middle of it, I felt my knees buckle, like buckle the first time yep. I'm out of the peptides now for eight days now. Yeah. I remember. And it hit me and I'm like, oh man, the demon's back. The demon is back. 
Um, but it was, it was only for a day or two. It was my PTSD jumped up. I jumped back on some more peptides. Um, since then I, I jumped on BPC one five seven and that helps the body recover that, uh, that really took care of, of the suffering issues until, you know, we ran into Dr. Jackson again and we, we found out that, uh, your thymus and gland has a lot to do with this. And again, this isn't doctor information, but w once we started taking peptides to treat our thymus and gland, I, I can now run yes, you can. and I'm healed. I can now work out and healed. I can now push myself and healed going from a man whose workout was sometimes sitting on his front porch in a rocking chair, just rocking because he wanted exercise and that's all he could do Yeah. to now like I'm, I'm, I'm training for a, a an, an Ironman next September. Like, what what we have found through proper doctors is amazing, and that's pretty much m my story in a nutshell. Which leads us to why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. So, you know, we we've had many conversations about how to to make the best of the information that we are getting, right? And in order to do it, we and our, our amazing team here at Fish Out of Water have created this beautiful program to where we don't enable anyone, we truly help them. And, you know, I, I know from you and, and I know from our team that the, the best feeling in this world is to truly, truly help someone. Not enable, but help, right? So a quick, brief hit on our nonprofit. The way we work is, is if you are hurting from long COVID, we, you get on our site, which is fowus.org. That's fowus.org. Yeah, I know, I just wanted to say yeah. it again because I like it. <laughs> So you get on there and we get you started. You make a little short video about yourself, which adds a little bit more accountability, right? It just gets you involved right now. Now you're part of the family. Okay. We're going to get you a spike protein test. And then once we see that you got some spike protein in your system and you're truly affected by long COVID, um, let's, let's put a pen in that real quick. Spike protein is from what we're told. This isn't us Yep. from doctors. You get spike protein with COVID and you get three times more spike protein with the vaccine from the information we've received. Yes. Correct. And those that are suffering from long COVID, it comes from the spike protein. Okay. Sorry. Just yes. wanted to nope. educate people because I, I find in my circles, I talk about spike protein, like, whoa, whoa, slow down. What are you talking about? Correct. Okay. So we get you the test. We, we confirm, yep. And you have long COVID, right? So once we do that, we open you up to our wonderful, amazing, well-educated doctors, and we start to get you treatments. Mm -hmm. So the way that the money is raised is Tim and I, you're going to see our ugly faces out more. Um, and we're going to go and talk to companies that want to help and bus all businesses, people, individuals, and you can go right on the site and donate right to a person directly to their campaign. And the money goes in an account and it pays for their treatment. 
no one that enters this website will receive a check for any money whatsoever because we've all seen what giving people money can do. I'm not saying everyone, but what, what it can do. Right. Um, well, and if you're in my situation, you know, and that's the point I'm going to get to, I spent $120,000. Yes, you did. If my wife hadn't taken over the business and somebody would have handed me money, I would have, I would have paid for my rent. Sure. I would have paid for my groceries. And we're not saying that's wrong. No, absolutely. But at the end of the day, the goal is to get you better. Yes. Right. To get you healed so yep. that you can get back out into the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so the process we think is quite amazing because it truly, truly gets people back to the life that they want to live. And in a great side note, it actually helps them get back to work, which, yeah. you know, we're life back on a lot of hurt. People are hurting for bit for helpers yeah. everywhere in yeah. business. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to continue doing our podcast. We're going to continue spreading this love, this information, mm -hmm. you know, so if you're, if you're hurt, go on fowus.org. Okay. And if you want to open up your heart and you want to help someone, go on fowus.org. Well, and it's cool because the way we have created it, you can click on the people's videos. Right on them. You can see their story. They're real human beings yep. that are going through this. And the reason it was created this way, like I said a couple times, I seen 36 different doctors, went yeah. to the hospital four times, spent over $120,000, yeah, right? Yeah. There was no help in there. There was no love. No. There was no support. We have created this website with COVID literate medical professionals. Yes. They're educated in this. They know what they're talking about. They know how to fix you. And they're not taking your money. No. We're giving them money to help you. It's a win-win. Had this been on my nightstand when I was sick, I would have needed a suicide hotline phone number. Absolutely. I would have had a fish out of water website to go to to find hope. This is why this is created. This is, this is my promise to God. And I couldn't have done this without you and the rest of FOW. Like this is, this is something powerful we're doing. It is. Um, in, in each episode we do, we're going to have, we're going to have people on, um, that will have survivor stories, uh, people that have been through long COVID and vaccine injury and, and find a way through. We're going to have people on here to inspire you. Yep. Um, to show you what you're going through can be, can be overcome. Yeah. Um, that you can always get to the other side. Yeah. We're, no matter what we're creating a family. My new friend, Jen just told me that a true, true family. Yeah. Really? Yeah. A, a loving healing God willing family. Yeah. I mean, that's just what it is. It's, it's, and it's what it should be, mm -hmm. right? The, the way the world is going we all see it we all hear it watch it you know we need more love we need more hope and faith and every day mm -hmm. you know and, and that's what and, and I, I know this because we every convention we've been to 
Yeah. And, and we love them. And thank God that people are inviting us because we, we enjoy going to them and we learn so much and we get to be around some amazing people that truly just want to help. And they're doing everything they can mm -hmm. to figure out how to help and figure out the, the, the right steps to take. And, you know, let's not talk depression, right? Let's, let's talk love and faith yeah. and get you back to what you should be and where you were before all this nasty stuff happened. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, our next episode, we'll have to tell them about the, oh, we, we've the, got the, some amazing, the, the convention, we got some amazing stories, but yeah. you know, truly. Yeah. Um, so, Hey, every, I want to tell everyone a quick snippet. So, you know, we are starting this from scratch, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, what we're doing to my knowledge is not in the world of nonprofits, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I ask everyone to kind of bear with us a little bit, Yeah, you know, we're, uh, yeah, we're going to make it, <laughs> we're going to help you. We're going to get you what you need. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're going to give you your life back mm -hmm. and, uh, we're, we're going to do it with a smile. We're going to do it with love and, uh, make it happen. We're, we're going to, we're going to get there. We're, we're going to grow this. Um, but we need you, we need you to step up. If you're hurt, get a hold of us. If you're, if you're a doctor and you're listening to this and you have information that can help, we would love to talk to you. I mean, so that's, that's a great point. So in, in this process, we're not saying that the doctors that we have are the only things you can use. If you want to bring your doctor to our, oh, our yes. website, that is a good, we will confirm that they're a COVID literate professional, mm -hmm. right? And if they have a new procedure, Hey, we're in, let's, yeah. let's see, let's try this. You yep. know, we're not saying that what we're doing is the only thing because we know that there's some very smart people out there. You know, we just watched that nice, um, deal you sent me the other day about that, that, that other doctor, right? So there's a lot, in, there's a lot of information out there. We've got s some really good stuff. It's, it's helped you out immensely. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I would say just to finish all of my story, I get asked all the time because I, I had to go back through my, my journals and, and I posted some on Facebook and I really didn't tell my story on Facebook because I'm not, of course, I'm not a complainer. Not that people on Facebook are. I just didn't want to complain because I wanted to find answers. Yeah. And so to, to give a diagnosis when I see people, they're like, how, how are you feeling nowadays? And I, I tell them with a smile, I'm, I'm about 98% better. The 2% is mental stuff. You know, when you go, when you go through a hell for PST. that long, it's, it's, it's severe. And that's, that's the best way to, to tell people like, you know, the, the American sniper, I, I bring this up a lot, you know, the greatest sniper of all time in war, helping out his buddies. Right. When he came home, he was miserable. Yeah. And he kept going back to help out. And, and that's, help his brother. that's my 2% right now. Yeah. I feel like I can't go back to my normal life. First of all, I made a promise to God, but second of all, it's estimated that 33 to 50 million Americans are suffering from long COVID that have went to the doctor and that's an estimation. Sure. I mean, we all know. The estimations that they, they did on COVID and the death toll. This is an estimation. So 
with what we know about how the spike protein affects people, it could be far greater than that. So we're going back. I'm going back. We're going in this together as a group, and we're going to be uh, educating, giving hope and helping those people um, through the site, you know. Yeah. And in, 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 in the beginning, I was giving out my number, but I just wasn't sleeping because I'm talking. I literally was talking to every single human being I could, and, and that was my purpose. So I've, I've taken that back, and now we're going to start using it the proper way so I can sleep and heal. Yeah. And uh, the website is is it's a godsend it, it really is and i don't i don't mean to put that much into it but it's it's my heart and soul it's your heart and it soul is. um it's it's my years of suffering to come through here and say we don't want anything from you but we we got you we'll help you we we got you we're gonna take we're gonna help this. you we're gonna give you love and we're gonna treat you the way that everybody wants to be treated yeah right? like like a human being yeah you don't want to go to the doctor and, and what I've seen, yeah. 15 minutes of typing on the computer, they already diagnosed you when you came in. Mm -hmm. We're going to get you in touch with those people that listen to you, have seen this, yes. have seen hundreds of thousands of cases of this, yes. and we're going to continue to grow. Right now, we are in all 50 states with, with our COVID and literate medical professional yep. doctors. We can, we can help people in all 50 states. This episode of Fish Out of Water is back on shore, but our journey continues, unraveling the mysteries of rocky post-COVID health seas. We've made the expensive mistakes navigating so you don't have to. Let's keep sailing towards hope and healing. Thanks for joining our voyage. We'll be back soon with more discoveries.